you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. My message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything, I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out. If it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Ishmael from Dad Is Not A Now. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I have a special guest with me today. I don't know if he's going to like uh, be happy for me using this term. Uh, he is a legend in the world of ping pong. He's a man of many talents. I have the one and only Wally Green. What's up, brother? How you doing? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And by the way, I love the word ping pong. I'm actually <laughs> a huge advocate of the word ping pong. Most, most, pros, most pros hate that word, but I love that word. And I give you two reasons why. The first reason I love that word is because it's super inviting. Ping pong, everyone knows it around the world. I'll give you three three reasons why. The second reason why is one of the most, uh, his, one of the historical moments in American history is called the ping pong diplomacy. And the third reason why, which is the biggest of all, is that the best in the world by far, without a reasonable doubt, is China. And China has never used the word table tennis. They've always said ping pong. So those are the three reasons why I love the word ping pong. Thank you, thank you. But what about the word legend? Not legend, I like that word too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I appreciate you for coming on with me. Um, let's start from the beginning, all right? Born and raised in Harlem, right? Well, Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn, my bad. Brooklyn, born and raised in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Um, Tell me how it was growing up in Brooklyn. Uh, I grew up. I grew up in the projects, um, and uh, I grew up with a really kind of severe domestic violence, and uh, that caused me to turn into gang life and stuff like that. Like I just never wanted to be in in the house. Like my mom used to get beat up, so I, I couldn't. I just didn't want to be in the house at all, and I turned to being into gangs. And at a really early age. You know, I started being in a gang um, at 13. I already owned six guns at 13. So I was in the whole gun game. And um, yeah, it was just really, really bad. I mean, now I'm talking from looking back at it now. Back then, I didn't think it was bad. Back then, I thought I was the man. So yeah, so it started really at a young age. I was already living really dangerously. Well, uh, what kind of influence in that 
in that early age, how who like who influenced you into that world? Was it like someone that was close to you? Was it like a like oh. an uncle? Was it friends? Kind of oh. kind of triggered that influence at an early age. Um. So, what was happening was once I started uh, trying not to be at home, I started just seeking. I, I don't know what I was seeking. I think I was just seeking maybe just someone to be there for like like to listen to me. And you know the way the way uh, gangs work in a project, especially if there's multiple different gangs, uh, you need to join one because if you don't join one, you get beat up by all three. So that was kind of the case of, of, of me just looking for uh, someone who who could be there for me and someone I could talk to, and I just happened to be with other gang members. Wow. And then um, how did you get into ping pong? Like, where did that start? Where did that begin? Because I know, you know, being in the streets, you think ping pong. Like, what? Ping? Come on. Yeah, yeah. The, um. The whole ping pong thing is is really weird because actually in my high school we had ping pong and and i really hated that sport i used to bully the kids i was on a football team i used to bully kids playing ping pong so i would come through the lunchroom and these kids would be playing ping pong and i would just make fun of them but look at these kids with their short shorts and a stick i used to make fun of them nonstop. so i mean it's really weird how ping pong was the thing that uh changed my life but um I I played all sports and I uh, was shooting pool one day. I was at a pool hall and um, I had stolen a pool stick, by the way, <laughs> a really expensive one, <laughs> really expensive one, actually. Okay. So because I had this pool stick, I thought that, you know, I was a good pool player. So I, uh, I um, went to a pool hall and I was not bad. I was not bad, but the pool stick made me feel like, a, like I was way better than I was. And I got hustled for some money. And um, when I got hustled, uh, I got a little angry, hit the stick on the pool table, and this, the, the pool stick shattered. Wow. So I had nothing to do. I saw some guys, there, there were some ping pong tables. I saw some guys playing. And just out of anger of me and me being a bully, it wasn't even, it wasn't even that, I had, that I wanted to play. It was more of me being a bully and just being angry that I broke my pool stick. So I went over there. I was like, hey, I want to get a hit. So the guy was like, yeah, sure. He gave me his paddle. And out of anger, I just hit the ball on the table. <laughs> it happened to go on the table. And they were like, whoa, do you play? And I was like, no, nah, I don't play this. And it was like, oh, man, you should go to this club. Like, there's a club where people play. And I was like, what? There's a club for this? You got to be joking, right? And, <laughs> and I was like, there's no way there's a club for ping pong. Like, what are you talking about? And so uh, out of I was always a curious person. So I wanted to know everything. I've always been like that. If somebody said there was this thing that I was like, really, I would, I would go. So I went down to the ping pong club, and it was more. It was actually a half pool hall, half ping pong club, and people were playing for real. They were like, boom, boom, going back and forth and going nuts and behind the table. And I was like, whoa, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I said, this is not the same short shorts and a stick back in high school. This is some. This is some next level. And um, nobody would play with me, right? Nobody, so I would get really upset and be like. Oh uh, man, yo, these guys have no who, idea who I am. I'll shoot up this whole place in a minute. Like nobody would play them. They, they were rude, not nice. And and I and I always want to go where I'm not wanted. Like that's my style. Like if you don't want me here, you don't. I'm coming every day. So that was my start to go there. And then uh, one day, um, some old guy would play with me, and the guy would smoke me. 
And, and I was a seasoned athlete. And this guy was like, I, I think he was like 70 or six, high, close to 70, would smoke me badly. And I was like, I would get angry and break the racket. <laughs> and then uh, finally, um, I didn't have a consistent partner. And one day uh, this guy came in and he was like, hey, um, do you do you have a, a partner? I said, no. And he goes, not really. You know, Cause the old guy would come sometimes. And um, he said to me, he goes, hey, I'll pay you $20 if you play with me consistently. And I was like, whoa, $20, whoa. So for me, the $20 was a hustle, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, I'm in the hood, you know what I'm saying? I don't have no money. You know, a, a, a lot of the times, you know, I was in the supermarket stealing stuff, food and stuff, because I, I was never in that drug money game. So I always stayed away from that. So I was more into just the guns and fighting and stuff like that. And the attempt, the occasional, sort of like sticking people up, but not really, you know? Um, so I didn't really have money like that. So $20 every time just to hit balls with this dude was right. like, I was like, oh yeah, hell yeah. And I sucked, I sucked, <laughs> but I played it off like, yeah, man, let's go, let's go. I can hit, I can hit, right? So I play with this guy and we play and every time we play, he gave me 20 bucks. And then uh, I became, we came a little closer to him and I was always honest about what I did. I, I never like hid stuff. So, you know, he was asking me about my family. And I was like, yeah, well, I, I don't really mess with my family. Uh, I live with them, but my gang is my family. And he was like, gang? And, you know, you try to explain to people, but if they never lived that life or they don't know anyone in that life, they, they for them, it's a TV show. Like, they right. can't understand. And that was what it was for him. So he never took it seriously. Right. He just, oh, really? Oh, you know, like the yes, yes thing. Right, right. <laughs> and um, one day I, I went to the club and... um. We, we we met and and uh, a, a twenty two caliber fell out of my bag, wow. right in front of him, <laughs> and the look on his face. I mean, I still remember the look till today because that look was the most priceless look I ever saw in my life. He was just like, and I guess that that look was everything that had been telling him had right. just come to light at that exact moment. And he was like this, and then I was like, yeah, I gotta go because now at the point I don't know. This guy's gonna call the cops. I don't know what he's gonna do. So, so I just bounced. And then the first thing I thought was, damn man, there goes my $20. Like I lost my $20 hustle. I was like, oh man, that's it. This is done. And two days later, the guy actually called me and, wow. and said, hey, uh, are we still playing? And I was like, wow. what? Like this dude's serious? But I thought, $20, $20, man, let's right. go. So I went down, I played with the guy and um, he was like, hey, I wanna invite you to meet my family wow. I was like what like it wasn't even making sense like yo you just saw me right. drop a gun on the floor you're talking about you want to bring me to your family so yeah. he had he had an apartment in New York City then he had a house like in the woods wow. in the woods near Hunter Mountain which is like two and a half hours from New York City right. and um we drove up there one day and I met his family played ping pong he had a ping pong table in his in his house played ping pong with them and and uh it was just a weird situation. And um, he goes, hey, uh, I really want to help you. Uh, so um, I have a connection in Germany and I want to pay for you to go to Germany to learn ping pong. Wow. And I was like, what? what? And the only thing I knew about Germany was Hitler. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what's this dude talking about? You trying to send me to Germany? Right. And that's the only thing at the time. I, I only knew Hitler. That's it. Right. And I was like, yo, this dude's trying to send me to Germany to get lynched like what's going on so uh I, I was like okay you know 
it sounded like opportunity, right? And I was like, okay. And then I decided I would take the opportunity. I mean, I, I never left Brooklyn. Right, so right. now I'm getting to go out of the country for the first time. It's, you know, it's, it, it, it was scary in a way that, you know, I didn't know what to expect, but it was definitely interesting because I could get away. I, I think I think every kid in that situation wants to get away if there's an opportunity to get away. But the problem is there's not many opportunities to do that. So I, I took I took the opportunity and uh, went to Germany um, and learned. And that's when I started to learn, to really learn ping pong. I, I stayed with uh, a, a bunch of kids who were the top athletes in whatever sport they played. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of the change of my life. It started right. there because right. like they have something that's called uh, killing you with kindness. Yep. This is a real thing. I don't know if it, if anybody's ever experienced it, it sucks. It really sucks because it's, <laughs> it's bad for no reason. Yeah. Like, why, are you why, why are you why are you showing me this niceness? You know. You yes. No. Seriously. Like- <laughs> yes. 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 It's, it's it's the it's the weirdest thing ever because like I was a really angry kid, right. and although this guy was paying me, uh, paying for me and paying everything for me to to go to Germany, I was still angry. It didn't change the way I felt about other people inside. Like I still yeah. hated people. And and uh, going to Germany and all these kids were like, "Hey, oh, you're from America. Oh, you're from New York. Wow, how's New York? How's America?" And I was like, "What? What? Whoa, whoa!" It's like, "Yo, what's going on? Like, you need to back up." And and it was just the niceness. And then for like the first month, I was super confused right. because I didn't know how to react. I, I didn't know how to react. I'm so used to being angry, and then right. someone says something, and then I'm, boom, and I will step off, and you know, like this or being so defensive and and, right. and I didn't know how to react like for months. So I was like mentally like confused. Right. And then eventually after like a month, something just hit me and it was like, yo, what's wrong with you? You're you're not in the projects. You're not in your hood. You're not in America. You're like in a totally different place with people who actually genuinely want to know you. So what's your problem? Like something just hit me out of nowhere. And then I was like, wait a minute. That makes real sense. Like, what are you doing? And then I just started slowly, like started talking to people more, you know, trying to speak the language and just being more friendly. And then that right there was the change in my mental being and, and how 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 I thought, right? So now I start to think differently and that I don't need to always be angry, right? And that's and that and that was the start of it. And that's awesome too, but at the same time, I think that story you meet in that gentleman, he created that discipline yeah. that early. Even though it was twenty dollars, you would think, "Oh, I'm getting an easy twenty dollars." But that twenty dollars was that spark of discipline. You go in there every day. You would think, "Oh, I'm just getting twenty dollars," but he's just teaching you repetition. That's right, because actually, I never thought of it that way. So you, <laughs> yo, you just open my mind to a whole different I actually never oh man that's true I actually never even thought of it that way right because I, I was going it was consistent I made sure I was there I made sure I was on time because I had to get that twenty dollars but that's right I, I I didn't even think of it that way and then that repetition and that discipline that you harnessed and people helped you get into becoming a better ping pong player so talk about that repetition discipline into the game of ping pong yeah um so 
I think everything is live. Like I just made a recent post on uh, TikTok with where where I'm playing and I'm just hitting balls really quickly, you know, really fast and just not and just consistency. And for me, consistency is one of the keys to life. Like you have to be consistent. You know, uh, being the most powerful and not consistent doesn't work. Consistency is definitely important and and repetition. So there's that saying that whole ten thousand hours thing. Like that's a real thing. That that's not fake. If you want to master anything in your life, it's ten thousand hours, and it, it's it's real. So I mean, I I practiced so much because now once I was able to get out of that stupid mind that that I was in, then I was able to focus on the sport and and training and 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 I was practicing like three like three times a day. Like it was. It was what I did. It was what I. It, it, it became life. Now, just play, practice, practice three times a day. Fitness, running. Even though I hated the running like crazy, running. You know, the gym. You know, even eating well. Like my diet changed as well because before I, you know, I didn't have money. I was just eating junk. Right. right? And now this guy sponsored me and paid for all this stuff. I got to eat good food, which changed my diet, which changed my mental, uh, changed the way my body felt, and and. Practice, practice, practice. That's that's awesome. And then talk about you were in a video game too. You were you yeah. you played a big part of what was it the Xbox three three sixty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about that a little bit. How did that so, feel to be a, a part of a video game? Yeah. So so that was that that whole video game thing was really crazy um, because I think everything happens for a reason. Like like I don't think things just happen. Things always happen for a reason. And that video game thing led to something bigger, which I'll talk about after. So I had I was already back from Germany and I was playing quite well. And um, I was playing a competition in where was it? I think it was in Chinatown, it might have been. And I was playing this Chinese kid who just came from China, actually. It's so funny. And um, me and this kid were battling it out, right? Right. And every time the kid makes a point, the kid goes like Cho! Which a lot of uh, a lot of Asians, well, most of right. China use, use this chose me. It, it's actually really no meaning, it, right. but it's become a trend, and, okay. and it's sort of like saying yeah, yeah. And at the time, I didn't know about this trend of Cho. And I'm like Cho, what's this guy talking about Cho? So <laughs> every time I made a plan, I was like, that's it, boy, that's right. it, that's it. Kick his butt. He's this <laughs> down. I was talking mad trash, right? right. And uh, <laughs> there, there, there happened to be Rockstar Games. Okay. Rockstar Games was was there, and they were scouting at the time. So I didn't know they were there. I don't think anybody knew they were there. And so they after my match, you know, it was a crazy match. I won the match. I was like, "That's it, baby!" I'm <laughs> because what I did was is I brought the hood into the sport, and that's what I did around the world. Like nobody in the world is like me in this sport. Nobody's seen anyone even till today. There's still no one like me in the world. So I brought this hood mentality and this this gangster to ping pong. And people were like, whoa, what's going on? And so you know, I was like, that's it, baby. He's got no chance. So the back flash. <laughs> yeah. right? And then uh, the Rockstar Game people, they came up to me and was like, hey, do you know Rockstar Games? I was like, of course, Grand Theft Auto. I, I play there all the time. And they were like, well, we want to make a game. We want to make the world's first ping pong game. Wow. And, I was, and I was like, yes, I'm in. Like, I, I didn't nope. even ask about money. <laughs> I didn't care about money. I, I, I was like, yes, I'm in. And, 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 I, and I specifically remember there was someone else with me, and I still know that person till today. 
And the first thing that person was wondering about, well, how much are you going to pay me type thing? And I was like, I wasn't even on that. I was like, hey, Rockstar Games is big. And, and already because of that discipline that you mentioned, I started thinking ahead of time. Like my brain went into head motion. Well, if Rockstar, if I do something with Rockstar Games, I can probably get a sponsorship so I can play around. So I already had an idea of what I wanted to do. So I immediately said yes, for sure. And um, I, I went, I worked with them. We, I did 90% of the motion capture of the characters. And this game, it beat, listen, I think it was 2008, if I'm correct. It beat every sports game for best sports game of the year. It beat Madden. It beat NBA Live. It beat golf. It beat every game. And this is the first non-violent game that Rockstar has ever made. I mean, even till today, I don't think they've ever made a game that's non-violent except that game. Yeah, I think you're right. right. And I think... I think the, the the awesome thing about it is that you play the major role behind it, but a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it's, 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 it's. Uh, like unless so, you read the credits, then right. You know. right. So when you tell that story to people, they're like, "Word." Yeah, 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 yeah. They, like, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I I was uh, searching something on my name online. Uh, I forgot what I was searching, but sometimes I Google myself, like just to see right. if there's some articles that I haven't seen yet. And I found out I have a has an IBM IDMB page, and I was like, "How do I have?" A, people have asked me many times. I said, "No, I don't have that." And I checked, and it was for that game. Actually, that's one of the things. I mean, I did a TV show a long time ago, but that game came up, and then I also did. So because of that game, right? Um, because of that game, that I made that game, did the motion capture, I wanted to play around the world for the U.S. team, right? And you need money to do it. It's really expensive. To play this sport international, it's going to cost you at least minimum is $2,000 mm-hmm. for each competition that you're going to play. We're talking about hotel, you know, because you're going to spend at least five days. So we're talking about hotel, food, entry fee, flight, everything. And, uh, I, to, I spoke with Rocks. I said, hey, listen, um, do you think you guys could sponsor me to play the World Tour, Pro Tour? And they said, well, come up with a business plan. We'll see what we can do. So I put everything. It's my, And it's the first time that I ever made it. I didn't know what a business, I, not a business plan. I come with a sponsorship. Right. I didn't know what that was. I just went online, tried to figure it out. I didn't know what to do. So I said, okay, let me just put how much I need for everything. And I did that. And then they sponsored me uh, for two years. I got to travel all around to every major country in the world. And play the sport and that's how i got the sponsorship from rockstar games and it's crazy like we were talking about before it started with that 20 dollars bill <laughs> if you think about it yeah to now but talk about your experience as you know kind of a rare black athlete in ping pong because you don't see a lot of yourself there so can you kind of talk about how the world kind of look at you can you kind of talk about the positive as well as the negative side of it? Yeah, uh, when when I when I first, I actually remember my first pro tour. I remember um, <clears throat> the first pro tour I played was in Germany. It was a German Open, and I got smacked hard because I, I was super nervous. And, and I've been training every day, but I was super nervous, and 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 my hand was always shaking, and I got smacked. The second pro tour um, was. I was I actually was the week was the next I think it was the next week was in uh, Rotterdam in in in, in Holland, 
And um, first match, I get smacked hard, uh, I think by a Russian. Uh, the second match, I get smacked by England hard, no, no chance. The third one, I got to play China. And China was, was uh, of course, China's the best. And um, it wasn't that I, I had the skill to play, but I did, my game wasn't put together yet. And, and, and uh, so I was getting smacked. So anyway, I was playing against China and um, was getting smacked again badly. And then my German friend, I had made some friends, of course, uh, prior. My German friend, was, was he's very funny. So I was teaching him about the hood, right? I was sharing to him what goes on. Because he asked me, what goes on in the hood? Like, what's the hood? Right. I was explaining to him, this is what goes on. This is the character of, of the hood. These are the kind of things that, that, that we do. So I was sharing where I came from while he was teaching me about Germany. And this is what they do. So we're kind of sharing our culture. And 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 uh, I told him I had some a lot of Jamaican friends and we used to go bop 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 bop. So I told him this. So right. when he would play his matches and he was top fifty in the world, he would go bop bop. He would do this. <laughs> so it was really funny. So right. when he saw that I was playing and, and and I was just like in a bad head and, and I, right. he, he said Wally Wally, come on bop bop Wally bop bop. <laughs> so he told me this. And I was like, yeah, you know what. I gotta bring some gangster into this match right now because this is this this is not good. So I made this quick serve. It aced the guy, and I was like, "Bro, bro, that's it, baby. Come on!" <laughs> hey, listen, listen. This Chinese dude, he he didn't even know what to do because he's never seen this before. No one's never seen this before. I started getting loud and like, "That's it, baby. Come on, come on!" And all of a sudden. I took a game from China, which is, in, it's impossible. And everybody was wondering who the hell is this American black dude acted all crazy. <laughs> game from China. And, right. and you know, at one point the score was three games to two and I was leading nine, six. It could have been right. three, three. And, and, and everything I was in his head, I was all in his head, like all in his head. He he was scared. He was like nervous because I was like loud and and making points and 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 yeah and and that was the first time where everybody knew who I was because everybody was like I was so when I say I was so loud you could hear me miles away and 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 everybody was like whoa who's this crazy dude man like what is this because nobody's never seen that before right. like, people make noise but it's mostly like yo yeah yeah, yeah, that lame, yeah. Like, that's it baby come on come on this guy's got, this guy can't beat you can't beat right. you fucking mad trash and, and uh people people a lot of people were like whoa this is nuts and all the top players in the world started to know who i was i don't think that there was any negative part of that maybe i mean and if there was right. it was probably the lower players who couldn't concentrate because i was so loud but I think I brought something into the sport that they never had before. And it was this real excitement and this real, ah, I'm gonna do it and uh very, very different. And 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 because of this, because of this, I became one of the most popular players in the world. Like everyone, I wasn't the best, and and I wasn't the best, by far I wasn't the best, but everyone knew me. If I walked into the hall, the Chinese national team were practicing, they saw me and they said, Hey, Wally. Like everybody knew me because of this craziness that I, I brought to the sport. I mean, even as a story, like uh, when I played in China in the Pro Tour, right? Normally, 
you won't get the TV table. So the way it works, there'll be a group of four, one or two people come out of that group. But normally preliminaries, you don't get the TV table. Sometimes you do. And if you do, it's very few players who get this TV table. Right. When I'm in China, for some reason, I get the TV table. I'll get it in preliminaries. I'll get two times. It, it's impossible. And so one time I went up to him and says, hey, listen, I don't want the TV table, please. Because you know, everyone, everyone's better than me. Of course, I started this sport at 18 years old. People started at three. Everyone's better than me, right? It's bad enough I'm getting my ass beat. I don't want to get beat on TV. <laughs> people don't need to see this. Right. So I went up to him and says, hey, can you please uh, change my table to another table? Because I just played on a TV table. Change the light. And he's like, no, no. I said, listen, no, really, I don't want to be on TV. He said, no, Wally Green, you are good for TV. <laughs> I said, getting my ass beat on TV is not good for me. <laughs> but, but then I realized, I was like, wait a minute. Yo, you got something. Because every player wants to be on the TV. And these players are better than you, but they want you on the TV. So right. then I started figuring out, oh, wait a minute. I got something else. I don't have to be the best player in this sport, right? I can focus on being the most popular and 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 just keep playing well. Like you don't want to get killed because no matter how popular you are, you'll be the known for the guy who got killed all the time. So I started just changing my goals in how I approach the sport. And and then that and yeah, and took off from there. And I think that's the awesome thing is that you studied the the psychology of the game, right? When people think you're crazy, it's just celebrating. And what I know about, you know, a little bit about ping pong is it's just a straight focus, not really sub, uh, celebrated when you do something good. It's just, all right, you move on. You yeah. get excitement to it. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing is that that's what they wanted. That's why they wanted you on that TV table because you brought more people to the event, more people to watch it on TV because you know, when you watch sports or any sports, you're more inclined to get entwined with the celebration. Like if someone hits a home run or makes a, a, a ridiculous dunk, it, it's the dunk, but also the effects after the after the dunk. Right, like right. Teammates going, oh, yes. the fans, ah. You see yes. hashtags everywhere. And so – I think that's the big component of it is that psychological element. And I think what you did is you mastered that in ping pong. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very I'm very good. Uh the my my mental is really good. Like I, I, I use a lot of mental, like when I'm playing against other people, like I do a lot of crazy stuff. Like for example, let's say I'm gonna serve, right? I might bounce the ball on the table, hold it, then I look at the guy, might stare at him for a little bit. Right, and people, you know, what happens is people start thinking, like, what else is this dude doing? Right, and but it's all mental, you know. I, I, I try to use a lot of mental because, like I said, you know, people started at three years old, so I needed to use more mental to compete, you know, along with the skill and training. But my mental was a lot stronger than a lot of the guys who were really good. And then I know you take this position, um very seriously talk about being an ambassador of ping pong talk about that yeah um my like my my whole goal like once i figured out the goals of this sport and what i wanted to do like i, I realized like i can't beat these guys i can win some matches sometimes you know but these guys 
for me to think that I can beat these guys means that I don't respect them right. because they've been doing this all their life. I come at 18 and want to beat them. No, it doesn't work like that. So I, I, I changed my goals. My goals weren't trying to beat them. My goals were trying to get five points every game. Then my goals went from trying to get five points. Let me take one game out of four. If I can take, and I truly believed in my head that when I did, made my goal, I won this match. Right. So people would think I was crazy. Seriously, it, it was, <laughs> I would lose 4-0, 4-0, but 11-5, 11 11-6, 11-5, 11-6. I'm going, that's it, baby. That's it. <laughs> What's wrong with this dude? Like, he just lost. But I didn't. In my head, I won because I made a goal and I accomplished my goal. So then it went from that. It went from let's win one game, one game out of four. So those each small goal led me to actually winning matches. But my first goal was like, yeah, I can beat these guys. I'm, I'm going to win this match. Nope, didn't work out like that. And so then I started figuring out, you know what? I could make this sport cool. People think ping pong is like this girly, like, sport that that's that that real men don't play and trust me i was on a football team in high school and i thought the same exact thing so whoever thinks that i get it because i was the same guy and then you know i realized you know what i got something different everyone i want to make this sport cool i want to make it cool I, I want i want kids when they look at me like oh man that guy's cool i want to play that sport and 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 that's where the whole ambassador thing came let me change let me try to change the sport and make it cool and by traveling all around the world and, and, and you know, just being that hip hop guy that plays ping pong, it started to, people started to see it and it started to, to, to embrace it. And kids started to say, oh, wow, this sport is cool. You know, I used to, so I used to use this Chinese, so there's so many different kinds of ping pong rubber that you put on your paddle. There's so many different kinds. And, uh, but if you want to generalize it, you'll have your Chinese, and you're Japanese, right? That's that's the two major, two kinds, right? Chinese is going to be really hard and tacky. A lot of spin. Japanese is going to be softer with a lot of bounce. So I used to use Chinese rubber, right? And uh, to get the really good one, it's impossible unless right. you get it from the Chinese national team, which is right. also impossible. Right. But, you know, they respected me so much because I was that cool dude. You know, right. I was that fashion trendsetter <laughs> in ping pong. I come with the hat. You know, right. I'll come to the match with my chain on. <laughs> and before the match, I'll take it off, you know? So I was that cool dude. So I used to trade, this is very funny. I used to trade hip hop CDs wow. for Chinese national team rubber. Now it's impossible to get this rubber unless you get it from the players. And it's also impossible to get it from the players. Like they don't want right. to get it. Right. So, but I was so, they thought I was so cool that there was one particular player that I used to make hip hop CDs for him. And I would give him hip hop CDs and he'd give me his old rubbers. Now, his old rubbers to me were brand new because right. the Chinese, they would change that rubber in a week. Right. And But I would get the national team quality and I give hip hop CDs, Chinese rubber. And that's the kind of relationships that I built, you know, between right. the and that's And that's amazing too, is it then, the, the the hindsight to see how not hindsight but the impact that hip hop has made around the world yeah to yeah. make a trade of a CD for <laughs> uh, it, you if you think about it it's like it's not a fair no it's not really because all I did was just burn songs that right. I found that I had and put them on right. there. he was giving like national team rubber 
like it had a stamp and his name on it and everything. Wow. Yeah. That's dope, man. And before we uh, end the discussion, what do you want to tell like this generation that you want them to get into the sport of ping pong? Like, what would you want to tell them? Hey, I mean, even more than getting into the sport of ping pong, I think this generation, you have to keep your options open. Like, like you have to try everything. Try it because you, because you never know where it'll take you like you just never know if you ask me 10 years ago hey um the would you think ping pong would change your life i would say you're out of your mind no way impossible so i think the younger generation needs to keep options open and just if it's in your head if you see it if it looks in the slightest interesting don't worry about what your friends are going to say or what people are going to say just do it just try it because you never know where it'll take you and and that's with everything in life, I think. And I think that's the one thing too is that keep your mind open. Don't think that your world, your path to succeed in life is through rapping and basketball. You have yeah. other options. So many options. Know that it exists. Find out. Try a bit everything until you yes. find out what you're passionate about. And when you find your passion, one, repetition, two, discipline. Yeah. Definitely. My brother, thank you for coming on. Tell people where they can find you. Hey, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Wally Green NYC. That's right. That's where I'm at. All right. What what do you got going on in the future? What is what, what oh, do, man. Do I have I have a ton of things. Uh I'm 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 working on a book, uh autobiography titled From the Pistol to the Paddle talks about my life uh, from, you know, uh, that crazy kid we spoke about all the way to my North Korean diplomacy. So that's one thing I'm working on. I'm also working on my documentary, which is called my North Korean ping pong diplomacy about when I was in North Korea and, and uh, you know, doing my diplomacy for world peace. So those are the two major things I'm working on. And also working on, finally working on my social media now, as you can see with the TikTok. Yeah. Yes. That's a, <laughs> That's a new me getting into the social media stuff. Yeah. No, man, it takes time, man. And as long as you have your narrative, and that's the one thing in the TikTok world, everyone's trying to find their own little narrative. Yeah. You have your narrative. It's just packaging it, package it smaller yeah. so people can uh, consume it in smaller portions. Yes. So when you get that down pack, it's going to go through the roof, man. And again, thank you for coming on. And when those drop, please come back on. Because I think that um, conversation about your travel to North Korea, uh, to North Korea yeah. would be a, a conversation by itself. Because yeah. I know there's a lot you want to talk about. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And we are out, people. Peace. Peace. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So for you, yeah, yeah.
there whenever it matters And even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you Here but that I'm behind you But always got you End of discussion Nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders For what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world Until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever So don't ever you fret Know that you covered Not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you Fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, hopping down Cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all My message to any dad, man, first off, know that yeah, it, it is a hard job But it's the greatest job in the world I wouldn't trade it for anything, I wouldn't change anything about it Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.